Sign fuck. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. It's that special month in the year where we all pretend we're not masturbating. Isn't that right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's accurate. Although I did see that there, uh, there's a new counter trend of uh, no, not November, which is nonstop, not November. I've heard someone describe saved semen as vril. V-R-I-L. What the fuck is vril? This that is too esoteric. <laughs> that is that is too oh, esoteric. I, I wish I could tell you what vril is. I'm pretty sure it's it's like vital essence, and that's what they mean. Like your ability to enforce your will on the universe is is directly converted from how much cum is in your balls. There is a novel published anonymously in 1871 <laughs> called Vril, The Power of the Coming Race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, truth is stranger than fiction, is it not? I was on the most vile uh, site on the internet, uh, UrbanDictionary.com. Yeah, it says that Vril is the power source of a subterranean race of beings. The use of Vril amongst the Vrilia vary from an agent of destruction to a healing substance. So, <laughs> getting some hollow earth theory in this podcast? Our producer, Sasha, was like, you got to come out with energy in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I took it to heart. And, then we're, and we brought it. We're bringing it. We're bringing um, it now. What we have to do is start talking about nonstop, no, not November. Non-stop nut November. Everybody's favorite time of year. Is this like destroy Dick December or is there like new lore? Is there new rules to it? I'm pretty sure Coomers are just looking for any opportunity they can to take meth and masturbate all day. So <laughs> Fucking me too, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so destroy Dick December wasn't wasn't bad enough, right? Now you have to destroy the sanctity of the last the last bastion of us vril knights on this planet robert chief amongst us capable of not masturbating for over a year i've heard that is not true <laughs> what, what's the secret to your restraint like when you see two things two like melons too close together do you avert your gaze or yeah i have a little privacy like veil that i put on or uh, it, it nice. prevents some of the, the more lustful feelings from getting out you know <laughs> uh pride envy <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when you see like a thicky airline stewardess and you bust a nut on the plane, you come back and she's fat. Do you feel like you let yourself down or that you've lost power? No, I just don't believe in the permanency of the world. So like if I, ah. it, before she was thick and now she's fat and both those facts can coexist. My universe just changed because the universe I was in before I nutted is different from the universes I ended up after I nutted. Boy, can you just tell he never spends a night in bed alone? What an incredible <laughs> sentence you've just strung together. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Who cares? Oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's absolute <laughs> bullshit. It's abstract. I'm it's, literally it's just saying things. <laughs> yeah. It feels it like it doesn't you... mean anything. How would you like that in like a hero's journey? Is that instead of like the force or like magical powers, the 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 like mentor characters like you have to save your cum if you save your cum you'll become powerful well first they would have to live in like a dystopian like society where no one is not allowed to come like in a day you have to come at least once a day yeah there's like a utopia or, i mean dystopian uh, <laughs> sorry, a utopian. my Freudian, my yeah. Freudian. sorry uh, came out. You're yeah. yeah you're like please 
Please, God, I need a utopia. <laughs> I've seen what you have done for others. <laughs> Let me so, join into your kingdom of heaven. <laughs> big titty officer knocks on your door, just like it's time for your sample. You know, <laughs> I hear you haven't been making it to the farms lately. <laughs> <laughs> to the farm. <laughs> to the harvesting grounds. That's fucked up. The Brat Farm has become too real for in this in this scenario. No, no, no. We don't need to get into that. Well, I actually do because I want to pivot into something very interesting. Oh, okay, something okay. I, please, I wanted please, to talk please. about. Uh, have you guys seen this image of Leonardo DiCaprio at a at a party recently? Oh, I know this is, this will be a week old by now. Her hand is straight in his like boxer briefs. It's not just in his boxer briefs, Robert. I think you'll agree. That she is fingering Leonardo's ass. Oh, yeah. At the very least, she's like in the crack. This is a very famous image for those lacking the capability to share the joy with us. Look up Leonardo fingered and you'll probably find it as like the first image result. There's multiple photos of it. And like she's looking directly into camera. Like this is not like a paparazzi. She photo. knows she's she fingering Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. on film. <laughs> she was absolutely put on to do this, and nothing will nothing will convince me that this isn't like some sort of sabotage for poor Leo, who probably likes his hot spot rubbed up against. And there's nothing wrong with that, isn't that right, Malcolm? Why did you have to call it a hot spot, <laughs> Malcolm? You, you got to do it with consent. Um, here's the thing. Have you seen what he walked into the party dressed as? So this was the Halloween party. Yes, he was at a Halloween party because she normally doesn't have red hair. Who gets fingered at a Halloween party? Leonardo DiCaprio. He's just celebrating uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Like he's like, I've got another hit. Uh, And he's like, I've got another, you know, 22 year old. And she's going to finger my ass at the Halloween party on the balcony. More like fingers of the flower moon. Boom. Boom. Yeah, I deserve it. I know. But he walked into the to this like costume party dressed like this. He's is that just a duck mask? Yeah, he looks like a hotline Miami character. It's like some sort of modern eyes wide shut. Is that supposed to be like Howard the duck or something? No, it's like a rubber ducky. Like it looks kind of, it's kind of like, it looks like a racist duck. (laughs) Like it looks like, and it's because I was going to talk about this later, but like it reminds me. So I was, I've been on vacation. I just came back. I was in Iceland. And one of the things is at my hotel I was staying at, there was a conference happening for a U.S. chain of grocery stores called Tiggly Wiggly. (laughs) Pardon? I've never heard of Tiggly Wiggly. I did not know they were here in the U.S. Have you not heard of Tiggly Wiggly? The well, then we have the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, okay. Maybe, sorry, it is Piggly Wiggly. I'm sorry. What the fuck? I, the Tiggly what Wiggly the fuck is a Tiggly. Wiggly? <laughs> You've got a segment. At least back it up with some facts. I did. Listen, I don't know. I'm, this is the first time I've ever heard of or seen Piggly Wiggly. This is the first time you've ever heard of the Piggly Wiggly. Previously, you thought it was the Tiggly Wiggly. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard of the Tiggly Wiggly, which sounds like a like a molester's paradise. It sounds jumping. Let's go. There, Tiggly Wiggly is on Urban Dictionary, but it has three different definitions. Uh-huh. So the first one is that Tiggly Wiggly refers to a person with large breasts. Of course. Okay. The next is describes the point at which a person is between tipsy and drunk. All right. And then the last one is a Tiggly Wiggly is a penis that is too short to masturbate by conventional methods. It can only be masturbated using a strumming motion. The technical term microbation is similar to the motion required to play a guitar or bass guitar 
but requires holding the entire length within the palm of the hand. My, and then the, the quote of it is, Michael, Richard, and Brett didn't come out last weekend because each one was working hard on his own Tiggly Wiggly. Who the fuck put that one in? What's the username? The person who wrote this was named Buckfutter. So Harper, I have some questions for you. What were you doing in 2014? No, I was working the foursomes. Yeah, of course you were. But here's the thing. I didn't know about Piggly Wiggly as a chain of grocery stores until I went to Iceland. And the thing is, is the mascot for Piggly Wiggly, that's the most racist mascot I've ever seen. Like Piggly Wiggly, like when I look at it, it's like a little pig with a little like old like a paper hat yeah like paper hat and it what's racist about it well if you look at the hat and you you know you heard it be like piggly wiggly supports resegregation like you could totally see the pig saying that <laughs> i think you're projecting <laughs> that is uh, that is some that is uh, that is a stretch malcolm i mean malcolm it's a seeing you know, racism where it, it where it doesn't exist okay you the piggly got, wiggly I, mascot is perfectly wholesome a wisconsin household <laughs> name the piggly wiggly they're not even from Wisconsin. They're from Tennessee. Which brings us to our first sponsor for the evening, uh, Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Piggly no. Wiggly. No, we're not sponsored by the Piggly Wiggly. I mean, yeah. I mean, I did end up like chatting with some of the because uh, it was turns out all the reason the Piggly Wiggly was in Reykjavik, Iceland, for a corporate retreat was it was all the franchise owners. So I ended up talking to them while I was in a uh, hot tub, which was very interesting. I wanted to ask you guys what this deal with. Um, with adult media that feels catered towards children seems to be. Have you, Malcolm, been exposed to or viewed an episode of Hell of a Boss? <laughs> no, I have no idea what that is. No, not once, not on purpose, right? So Hell of a Boss is a, a conglomerate of Newgrounds animators and uh, various YouTube personalities that got together and decided to make themselves a TV show. I think it's actually airing on Netflix now. There's this clip I saw of this show, Malcolm, and it, it's what started me thinking on this. But Robert really set my path ablaze this morning as though he were some sort of wizard. He was guiding my way. And I, I saw this clip of Hell of a Boss where there's a deaf little imp in hell talking to what, what appears to be some sort of diva or pop celebrity. They have musical numbers in this show as well, even though they say fuck shit, pissed and damn. You know, it's, it's targeted entertainment for those people who never mentally left the crib. And um, they, they were doing a musical number and they do sign language to the deaf kid. And someone's retweeting this on Twitter. They're saying, I can't tell you guys how important this is for, for deaf people who can, you know, sign the word shit, piss, fucking damn. And, Someone retweeted that. They were just like, what the hell did that kid do to end up in hell? He's deaf, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's that. And then there's shit like Has Been Hotel where it's like, it's it's it's, it's Same adult shows for children. It's the, the Funko Pop crowd. Yeah, the Funko Pop Reddit soy boys. Uh, you know, those those inferior men that lack vril. And, oh, shut uh, up. <laughs> lack, that lack the vril. That lack the vril to resist our, our pod-carrying bug uh, force feeding overlords. So uh, Robert's got me thinking. He sends me this. Um, he sends me this show. What's it called, Robert? Fuck. Oh, uh, the amazing, the amazing, the amazing digital, digital circus. circus. Yeah, people are loving this, and I, I have seen quite a bit about it. Mostly pornographic because those are the circles I inhabit. I can't help that. They um, have made this clown girl. It's yet another entry into the clussy space, the clussy sphere, if you will. 
The clushy. Enter the clussy sphere. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. The clussy space? So it's more like uh, Big Top Burger, if you've ever seen that. I like Big Top Burger and the guy who makes it. That's like as far into adult for kid I go into. But this is like a full-blown thing. Uh, I'm a big fan of a, a web series called Ina, right? And it, it's almost the same thing. You're trapped in a digital world that has digital restrictions. But it, it, the inhabitants in Ina either know or don't care. Uh, in the digital circus, it's like uh, they're humans trapped in this bizarre video gamey 64-bit type atmosphere. And uh, mm. the dialogue is very contrived. And the themes are adult, but the expressions are, are phrased like they were translated from Japanese to English. I, I think it's clumsy. I think the writing is kind of clumsy. And I think that's a, a big theme of these adult to kids shows. You know what I mean? So we haven't I really have, defined adult to kids shows very well. Yeah, let me let me try to concisely terminology this particular this particular uh, subgenre of entertainment that I feel like I've happened on sphere genre. Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> adult to kid media, right? Is 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 kind of like a short handle I'm using for it, but it's a show that has adult themes. That's clearly made for adults that looks and feels like it's being presented to children for the gaze of children. Rick and Morty would be a big example of this. Rick and Morty, Family Guy even. I think uh, you could argue that Family Guy is the biggest offender of all time. Yeah, I guess American Dad. I mean, a lot of the Seth MacFarlane shows. I mean, yeah. and it's not even just like adult animation. There, there are live action shows like this as well. Is it like Clone High? The, like the new Clone High reboot? I think Clone, the Clone High reboot for sure. But the original Clone High is different. Like Clone, Clone High is like very old heads are watching Clone High. <laughs> Although no one else cares. Did you, uh, did you guys ever watch a show called Undergrads? No, never heard of it. I feel like I have. Yeah, it was this like animated, yeah, animated sitcom that was like, yeah, you know, made in like, I think it was an MTV show. I usually, I remember it like as a kid watching it was like watched Undergrads and Clone High. Like that, that was like the back to back. And they I like, have, that was with the Duggler, right? Yes, there was the Duggler. <laughs> I, I must have completely missed this one. I have got no idea. It looks like the Nut Shack. You'd know it if you saw it. <laughs> Yeah, that whole comedy is subjective thing I've been hearing so much about. <laughs> That's always your excuse, Robert. You're like, comedy is subjective. Stop, stop, stop criticizing not me. not laughing at me. <laughs> I don't understand why you're laughing at that. That's not funny. That's my truth. It's not funny, guys. I'm speaking truth to power. How about you speak truth to this dick? Oh. Again. I was on the, the the strangely infantilizing adult media train with Robert, and I was naming off a few, Malcolm. I wanted to know what you think of these series. All right. Rick and Morty. Mid. I'm, although, I'm going to be honest, I'm curious about the new voice actors the and AI like how they actors. do. Yeah, the new ro- they're not AI. They they really- they're, <laughs> they're not AI. They're actual real people, but they like found basically like two unknown actors. Like I think one is like an improv guy, and the other is like an obscure stand-up. And they're doing the voices now, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that uh, they just like submitted that they have just really good Rick and Morty impressions. Yeah, and, and they can act. Like that's the thing. It's like there's a lot of people who can do a Rick and Morty impression because you know, there's a lot of people our age that made Rick and Morty their entire personality. That's great. The tattoos were the craziest part, I think, of the whole thing. <laughs> the pickle Rick on that one girl's ass as a tattoo was insane. A girl got pickle Rick 
tattooed on their ass? Yes. Did you not see that? No. Why would I see that? Yeah, you can't jerk off to it as much as you want to, Malcolm. But it's nonstop, not November. (laughs) Malcolm, will you participate? Malcolm, will you participate in nonstop, not November, where you have to bust like at least three times a day? I'm aware. I'm jerking right now. That's <laughs> just he's, Malcolm's he's... normal fucking month. Malcolm's stealth jerk, by the way, best in the business. I've never caught him. I never caught him until I see the little spurt. The shoulder doesn't even move. It's incredible. How about Star Trek Lower Decks? Have you ever seen that? I haven't. I know they did like a live action crossover where they got the voice actors to show up as their characters. That kind of sounds cool in theory, but then you you know you realize it's like, oh, Jack Quaid. He's he's one of the only nepotism actors where I'm just like, I actually really like what he's doing, and he's not really like his parents. Like he's a totally different kind of actor. Yeah, and and you're not a big sci-fi fantasy guy, so Lower Decks wouldn't even really appeal to you. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know what I expected. I like it. It's a comfy Star Trek show that I think benefits from animation, but it's definitely, you know, for the Zoomer crowd. <laughs> Not even for the Zoomer. That's a little more insulting than I meant it to. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's definitely like adult animation made for made like made that is just enjoyed like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you to find out that I'm a Zoomer, Robert? That I'm technically a Zoomer? That's not true. That's what everyone tells me. Where do you find the Zoomer line? I thought it was 1993 was the Zoomer line. If you were born in 1993 or, or no, if below 1993 you were you're a, you're a Zoomer, but everything above that is like the last bastion of millennials. No, I thought it, I thought it was like 1998. Yeah, I thought it was 98 at first. Robert, I don't think any of us would would be fucking millennials. Were you born in 93? I was born in 94. What you would be a Zoomer by that definition. You've confused I'm not me. a Zoomer. I'm not a Zoomer. Okay, yeah, well, so yeah, you, you, the way you just described it, you, you called yourself oh, a Zoomer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I fucked up that one. <laughs> right, I fucked up two. that one. Yeah, Above, you're, like, you're one of those people, you're like, I want to be a Zoomer so badly. All the Zoomer girls are so please hot. Please let me be one for please, real. Please, I God. want to destroy my brain chemistry with my phone. Please, yeah, please. please let me hit your vape. Yeah, hey, Zoomer girls, like, I just, like, I want to take you to a Halloween party, and then you can finger my ass on the balcony. (laughs) They apparently like that shit. I'm not a 48-year-old man whose name is Leonardo DiCaprio. You're Robert Delilah, and you're going to grow into Leonardo DiCaprio someday. Someday, Robert. That's your fate. That's all you have left. Did did you ever see that birthday cake where it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and it says, no, don't turn 23, you're so sexy, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Uh, I think we we should set a standard, by the way, and agree, sign fuck line, that Zoomers were 96 and after. 96 or 98 or after, yeah. Everything yeah. after that, if you're born after, if you don't remember 9-11, you're automatically If you a Zoomer. don't remember 9-11, you are A, not a person, B, not a millennial. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. I don't make the rules. Okay, so following up with our next few examples here on the list of adult for kid entertainment. Uh, Invincible. What do you find about Invincible, Malcolm? Have you seen it? Have you watched it? I've, I mean, I've read all the comics, which are great. They're a great read. I do like them. I think it's great. The show, the show's, I think, better than most shows in a kind of its genre because they, they've actually cast it really well. Like, you know, you get Steven Yeun there as the lead. You know, J.K. Simmons is awesome. And it's not, does it feel like lowbrow? Like, it does, like, it's a genre piece. That just happens to be animated because it would be so expensive to do it live action. I think it's up there. I think I would put that like if we're on a tier list, I'd say it's like a, 
I, I like the boys better than Invincible. I feel like they're in the same like, kind of Watchmen. Well, genre. I didn't want to compare it to the boys because I it's thought we were only thing. doing. I feel like you can do doing that. animated unless you're doing the boys. Uh, what is it? Diabolic. That shit sucked. That shit fucking sucked. Did you watch Diabolic? I didn't even touch it. I have no, no. idea what, it, what anything about shit it. Fucking sucked. But Gen V is really good. I highly recommend Gen. Do you v. like Gen V? I, I it's way better than it has any right to be. Okay. It's still not as good as The Boys. The Boys is like the gold standard. I think The Boys is probably the best show on Amazon. Like, yeah, I, like, yeah. I like as a prime original. Like, it's definitely like pop, pop of the notch. Like, speaking of Jack Quaid, I mean, he he's great. Carl yeah, Urban's great. Really great. I mean, Anthony Starr is. I mean, that's a star right there. Like that he guy, literally, yeah, dude. He is really, really good. Incredible. God, there's so much good TV that I have not like seen or been able to see. It's ridiculous. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, can we talk about Neil Breen? I'm dying to talk about Neil Breen here. Have you watched Cade the Tortured Crossing yet? No. No, I can't. I don't think I have. I watched the one where he was a hacker. I no, yeah, that one would have been was it Twisted Pair or Faithful Findings? We I have to explain for the non-initiator who Neil Breen is. He's the producer. Oh, I've got it. So this is from uh, Cade, The Tortured Crossing, which is his latest film. So he is the director, the writer, the producer, the editor, the musical director, the DOP, which is director of photography, the actor, and then also casting, makeup, and hair, production manager, set designer, wardrobe props, lighting design, special effects, stunt coordinator, aerial rigging, special makeup effects, legal accounting, <laughs> craft services, locations, and sound editor. Beautiful. What, what Can we just get a round of applause for Neil Breen for doing, for, for doing the most, literally speaking, and making some of the finest films and, and bringing us such great lines as Sasha. Please insert Neil Breen doing that. I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? I can't believe you committed suicide. <laughs> what, what incredible films. If you haven't seen a Neil Breen movie, I suggest you, you do whatever you can to watch at least one. Uh, they're all good. And uh, <laughs> Basically, he took the baton that Tommy Wiseau had, like he was running and kind of like kept going. Like just an absolutely insane man making movies. Yeah. And like Tommy stopped at one, right? Like Tommy didn't like after the room, it's not like he's done a lot. Like he, I guess he's doing a shark movie, Tommy Wiseau, but it's like, it's not the same. Neil Brand has just like gone he's for a powerhouse. It. Yeah. He's an absolute, you know, yeah. He's just like a creative type. <laughs> just to uh, reading the plot of Cade, the tortured crossing Cade Altair donates a large amount of money to an unnamed psychiatric hospital hospital that's fallen into such disrepair. The hospital turns out to be a cover for a joint corporate government plot to engage in human trafficking. As the young patients are kidnapped and their blood is taken for genetic experimentation, uh, Cade also resurfaces, abducting the patients for the experiments before his... Oh, Kale. No, that's not a typo. That's literally, he has a brother named Kale. Also, <laughs> who, um, who is played by Neil Breen. Uh, no, he's, he plays identical twin brothers. Also resurfaces, abducting the patients for the experiments before his brother Cade can save them. But Cade has his own plan. He intends to train the patients so that they become mystical warriors. Incredible. 
In the end, his plan succeeds in stopping the villain's plot. Well, spoilers, Malcolm! Spoilers! Yeah, who's going to watch this Neil Breen classic now that you've ruined the ending? No one's going to watch it now. (laughs) You know what it is? It is a direct sequel to Twisted Pair. Yes. Uh, Neil Breen loves this, uh, this twin angle. The one in which apparently him, Cade and Kale, his twin brother, were abducted by aliens. Yes. Unfortunately, there's just not enough Neil Breen movies, I feel, where he plays more than one character. So these are very special in the the Breeniac, as we call ourselves, community. He's also really obsessed with, like, characters who are, like, mystics. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a whole, like, yeah, he's always talking about mystics. I just, like, for me, it's stunning that he can go and, like, watch his film and be like, this is great. <laughs> like this is <laughs> just some random guy making movies on a less than eight thousand dollar budget, and people were like, "Wow!" Hey, he, he's achieved something that Tommy Wiseau could only really dream of. He's made more than one movie. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Sorry, I'm also looking at his the trivia that's listed on his IMDb, and one of the one of the trivia things is Neil Brennan was fitted with an artificial pacemaker in 2007. <laughs> An artificial pacemaker. And so, yeah, a little fact of fun trivia. Yeah, you know he wrote his own trivia because it's like other one has founded his own food product line in 1999. What What was Neil Breen trying to feed people? I gotta know. What's so funny is that apparently people have, people have been like creating their own food line where they just use his face on products. They like put his face <laughs> on like a tuna can or put it on like Neil a, Breen tuna. <laughs> Breen tuna. That goes hard. I would absolutely love a can. Thank you. He's also, I guess, was at one point a realtor because uh, people have found his his old like realtor like this. I don't know if it was like a business card if he had a billboard, but like it's it's I, the graphic design on it is as bad as you think it would be. On the left hand side, it's like a it's his old business headshot, and it's like number one in all of Las Vegas. Let me sell your home for you fast, home buyers, sellers, relocation. And then it has actual phone numbers on it. And the, but then he became a licensed architect. I don't understand. <laughs> and now, and now he's a filmmaker and an auteur. I suppose. I also like that his Wikipedia article has his face, but his eyes are just closed in the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like also someone being like, (laughs) you think a guy who makes these films is like just like not necessarily paranoid, but he's just like like self-conscious enough to be like, I got to monitor my own Wikipedia page. But nope, <laughs> nope, no, no. My other favorite thing is that there's a New York Times article about Neil Bren, and the headline is "What distinguishes a Neil Bren film?" Neil Bren. <laughs> it is Neil Bren. He's in the movie everywhere. He's the director, the main character, the writer. He's everything. Yes, and it's great. So we talked a little bit uh, about. This is just going to be like the story and weird people episode. But we're, we talked a little bit about the Light Rail Avenger uh, in a previous episode, in a prior episode. But we didn't really get into him as, as an individual because he's a very interesting individual. And I, I, wanted, I wanted to kind of low down on the story of, of the man known as the Light Rail Avenger, Cairo Sejiro, a.k.a. Kenneth Anthony Jacinto. Please, Robert, unfold this chronicle. In the saga. He does have a, a feature in the Real Life Heroes uh, wiki, which is, which is 
insane. So, uh, Malcolm, do you know how, what do you know about the Light Rail Avenger? What is he dead? I think he's yeah, dead. Right? He is dead. He yeah, is dead. we'll get into that he, whole he died, saga. He died epically as well. He died. He died <laughs> a hero trying to commit statutory rape. Yes. No. You well, can't allegedly. Say. Allegedly. <laughs> it was. Oh God. The whole thing was that uh, the man who claimed his name is Kairo Sajiro, uh, Kenneth Anthony Jacinto, was a guy made famous by stopping a fight here in on the Phoenix light rail here in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, he got his own featurette in local news. The interviews were talking about him. And then he was eventually tracked down and interviewed and talked about his swords and how he was ready for anything. I, I uh, Sasha, could you please play a clip from his original interview? I already had a full, uh, a full five stage plan ready to take everyone out and anybody else who got involved just in case. That's just the way I do things. My family couldn't handle me. I had a... Uh, a surprisingly strange uh, affinity for um, uh, sharp objects, particularly kitchen knives, when I was a kid. I actually carry this because I, I've become a little bit more dangerous than with, without it than with it. So it's more of a restraint mechanism than a safety blanket. I remember this guy from like, I just looked him up again. I'm like, I remember this like news clip going viral. Yes. It, and it was it was a whole thing. And the whole thing was that he broke up a fight on the uh, Phoenix light rail. There's like uh, news stories on the side of his uh, report bar that say things like Phoenix breaking enter Scottsdale rape and people joke and say that's his combo. <laughs> oh, I feel like there was a time in the mid 2000, like not 2000, mid 2010s, where there was these guys who were like kind of out of their mind who like stop things in pretty epic ways. Like it's like this guy. And then also remember like Kai, the hatchet wheeling, like hitchhiker. Yeah, oh, that guy. And, the, but that guy straight up murdered that guy. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like, he like faked a hitchhiking murder or whatnot in order to kill the guy. Wasn't there a real life Batman? There was a real life Batman. And, but then there was the guy who stopped that one fight on, on a bus that they made a movie with Danny Trejo. Oh, uh, about it was a whole right. fucking thing. But yeah, that this, sort of era they were absolutely obsessed with these random vigilantes stopping fights and what's why we get movies like kick-ass yeah kick-ass yeah it was a whole thing in the 20 like 10s where it was yeah the legend there was also that guy what is it legend who was like the real life superhero yeah uh, yeah but he was he was he was cool because he was doing like like charity work and such when i was in university i was in like a creative writing class and i did i wrote a story about like one of these guys, like these like uh, Cairo Sajiro, like real life superhero person. And this is just at the time when like Marvel was at its like apex. And I remember my writing teacher getting really upset with me being like, there's always some fucking kid who comes in here and he wants to write a superhero story. And that was when I was like, it's not a superhero story. It's about a loser who like walks around a normal town in, in a superhero and, outfit and, get, yeah. and gets his ass kicked. And what was at least great about it was that, cause it was one of those classes where you all had to read each other's writing that people, at least in my class were smart enough to like back me up. And they're like, did you even read the, his writing? Like, this is not what this is. Like he's not writing like a Batman thing, which by the way, is not even a bad thing. Cause it's like, if you want to be a professional screenwriter or a comic book writer, you end up writing superhero stuff and they do make money right now. Right. Like they, you know, genre fiction is the only thing that makes genre money. fiction makes, you know, makes money. So, you know, 
suck that <laughs> to that professor. What does that fucking mean, Malcolm? Jesus, the bitterness is coming out. Well, no, he he also had one uh, later on. He had promised to like give me some notes on a thing I wrote, and then he uh, never emailed. He ghosted me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So this is a personal thing. <laughs> It's a personal vendetta against uh, my old university writing teacher, who's the only bad one. I had a lot of great ones. So I want to say, like, my other writing teacher is awesome. This guy sucked. <laughs> I, I also want to say right now, like, when I'm watching the first clip, where it's like a news clip where it's like the, um, the reporter's going, like, trouble. You know, he was just having a normal day, and then he found trouble. I'm like... If you're carrying around a katana in public, you're looking for trouble. Like you're, trouble you're, finds you. yeah, you're not, yeah, trouble's not finding you. Trouble is like, oh, it's showing up because you showed up. I'm going to be part of it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, let me start some shit in this Chipotle. <laughs> to be fair, there was a fight going on. There was a fight going on and the Chipotle Avenger is not nearly as interesting. <laughs> it's so true. It's not even a good fight. Like, I'm looking at, they, they have footage of this fight. It's like, the guys are not even landing punches. It's one of those things where it's like, you come at me, motherfucker. You come at me. And then it's like, yeah, you, you got me. You yeah, they're tough. just swinging at air. And then he's just like, <laughs> pulls out a fucking sword on the guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like, it's, it's so, like, first of all, if you're the two guys fighting and then you get embarrassed by the katana man, you know what? You got you got to like you got to hang it up. Like you're you're not you're not allowed to fight in public anymore. It is weird when you call yourself Cairo Sajiro and you're a white guy from Scottsdale, though. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is quite weird. I mean, to his credit, he did claim that he had lived 15 years prior uh, in Japan and that he had served in a Japanese death squad, whatever that is or means. How is that true? The guy looks like it's he's not. It's looking <laughs> not. The guy is mentally ill. Apparently, he like his brother came by later and came out that he was just like he was just a crazy kid in foster care with an obsession with knives, who we all knew him to be originally. But one of the main like there's the whole fucking thing that happens with him deterring the fight and then the interview after. But the main thing I wanted to talk about was his death. Yeah, because like obviously, you know, we were alluded to the other guy, the Kai, the you know, the hatchet wielding like hitchhiker. He ends up in prison for life, but it's like. This guy, which is a fate that the light rail Avenger could have had, but no, he's yeah. Dead. Well, he was going to spend time in prison either way, but he, I think he missed that for dying uh, and drowning, actually. So I have an article. How do you drown in Arizona? Well, he had moved, actually. The The story is, is that after the whole uh, Light Rail Avenger deal, he got a lot of bad publicity, or he, he basically <laughs> got harassed. There's too, he, there's, there's too much heat here in Scottsdale. I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he fucking, he, he could, his, his samurai powers could not uh, obey the critics. And so he moved to Lake County, California. And <laughs> there's this article that I want to read uh, at least excerpts from <laughs> Clear Lake, California. Uh, this is an article dated Friday 9th, uh, September 2016 uh, from a site called Lake County News. Clear Lake, California. A, ca a local man known for carrying a Japanese sword with him everywhere drowned in Clear Lake after falling out of his kayak while on the way to an island to practice his swordsmanship. Uh, the body of Kenneth Andy Jacinto, 30 of Clear Lake, was recovered on Monday, according to Lieutenant Steve Brooks of the Lake County Sheriff's uh, Office. 
Brooks said Jacinto was reported missing on September 7th or 2nd after falling out of the kayak in the water off of Clear Lake at about 6 15 p.m. that day. Center just received a call about a boating accident that occurred offshore of Austin Beach, Brooks said. Brooks said the report came in from a 16 year old female who had been in the boat with Jacinto. The team <laughs> told authorities that she and Jacinto, who identified her as her, who she identified as her swordsmanship instructor, had launched a small kayak from Austin Beach. <laughs> Brooks said it ends. Uh, Jacinto was trying to get in the kayak, but she said no, it disappeared. Uh, so the team then swam to shore and reported the accident. Asina got the same got to the scene just around 9:30 and found Jacinto 4 feet 100 feet off Austin Beach. During the search, Jacinto's kayak was also recovered. Brooks said it had two samurai swords, also known as katanas, strapped to it. So the whole point is that he moved to this fucking middle of nowhere town in California and then drowned trying to take a 16-year-old to an island in the middle of nowhere to teach her, ostensibly teach her swordsmanship. And when they found his kayak, eventually they found Katana strapped to it. (laughs) (laughs) Did he die? You know, you know what the tragedy of his death is beyond like anything else is that he didn't die by the blade. No, he did not die by the blade. Yeah, He didn't die by the blade. Well, I mean, technically he died blade adjacent. Because they were <laughs> so you could say he died by the blade, but not by uh, the blade. yeah next to the blade. Oh my god! But yeah, that is the epic of Cairo Sajiro, the Light Row Avenger. Avenger, may he be missed. Uh, yeah, may he rot for being a fucking a pedophile, but for a likely you know. statutory rapist and and weird creepy man with swords. His brother outed him as a fucking creep and a sex pest, so I don't I don't want to hear it. But he is a, a Phoenix hero, so we also have to remember that. <laughs> Just like all Phoenix heroes, he's probably a sex pest. He, he's either a sex pest or mired in drug abuse, yes. I love how on the uh, the mod or the real life heroes uh, fandom wiki, it has a thing on the trivia that says he is one of the only few modern heroes to be equipped with swords as his choice of weapon and skills. <laughs> with swords like he's a fucking <laughs> video game character. Dude. Uh, listen, any of you bold enough to put Cairo Sajiro in your fighting game, I will main him. I will main him day will, in, day I will out. spend 20 hours a day trying to perfect him. Absolutely. I will I will drop out. I will fucking quit my job. All right. Let's let's wrap this up with a listener response. Yes. Perfect. So we have a uh, question by a, a listener who'd like to be known as Chris, spelled C-R-I-S-S. All right. Hey, Chris. Hey, sign freaks. I'm digging the pod. Saw this on another podcast and thought it would be cool if you answered this hypothetical. Would you rather watch your parents have sex every day for the rest of your life or join in once and stop it? The song recommendation is Young Gravy and B&O No Way Jose. Holy fuck. What a terrible hypothetical. I could not conjure something this foul. It's fucked. Great, great hypothetical. Like, do, can, do I get an out because my dad is dead? Do no, I? No, get, you just have to fuck out? your mom and, oh. and, the, and the ghost of your dad. Yeah. You know that scene in Ghost. In that scene in Patrick Swayze's Ghost. No, I know that scene. It just it reminds me of the t- so. Here's a story. Immediately after my dad died, I called my mom. My mom was living in California at the time, and then she was like, she didn't answer her phone initially, and then she answered it, and like. She answers it. I go, Dad's dead, and she just goes, 
I know. He woke me from my nap. And I'm like, what the what, what? the fuck does that, what ominous bullshit does that mean, Mom? <laughs> I was like, that can't be the response. And that actually was her response. She said, he woke me up from the nap. I knew something was wrong. Jesus Christ. I know I did not. I told that story awfully. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would probably, uh, I would probably watch instead of joining in. I don't know if I for could the leave. rest of your life. You have to I, watch I it know. every day. Every day. How long yeah. is it? Like, is this like the same video, or are my parents really going at it every day? Here's the problem for you because I've met your parents, Robert. Your dad's fit. Your dad's yeah. Your dad's sexy. That doesn't make up. it yeah. better. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying you have the hardest one because, like, at least like my dad's dead. I my and he was fat, so like he's not going for a long time. So it's like, <laughs> am I am I watching it for like a minute a day? Like I can handle a minute a day. So your 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 contention is that your dad would, since he's out of shape, would bust quick. Therefore, you would be left to see it less than I would. Where my dad is more in shame. I would make the assumption he would bust quick and he's got a weak jaw because you know who has a weak jaw? I do. All right. That was one of my genetic, my genetic. Uh, oh, so this atrocity. is like full on in your imagination is full on like foreplay setup, everything like hours at a time. Hour? Oh no! I was just thinking, like they show me a clip of like ten minutes of my like parents hard fucking. I don't like that. I don't like this question. I didn't get a multi-hour setup with your parents. You're giving degenerate answers, so who's really? Like, since they shit, I have not answered. Harper, you so you you were kind of quick and you've been kind of quiet. Why do you? Why are you okay with just watching? I would much rather watch my parents have sex every day than live with myself knowing that I fucked my parents. That's fair, but then you don't have to watch your parents. I, I would legitimately kill myself if I had sex with my parents. I mean, granted, like, okay, so let's think about this deeper. So if I gouge out my own eyes, Oedipus style, but you still have to see it. No, but you'll have to hear it. Okay, well, that's one less sense then. So I'm, I'm leaning towards to uh, seeing it every day versus doing. I, I mean, I don't think this answer was going to be anything else coming from. We'd all just watch it and, and grit here's, our teeth here, and fucking here's be what I, uh, Here's what I think would happen. I think I'd watch it for a year or two. And if I didn't become desensitized to it and I was still like living in this like what I don't you know, gotta the, test the waters, right? Pavlo, Pavlovian nightmare. I think there's a period of time where you know any man breaks. All right, we all have our breaking points. But this also implies that you can just join in whenever. It's not like a one and done. You can't change your mind. Do your parents not love you? No. <laughs> no, I'm. I imagine this is like an old boy type situation. You're like trapped in a hotel. <laughs> Speaking of incest. <laughs> old boy good movie watch it your mom would like whip out a titty for you dude <laughs> yeah it's like old time's sake i'm just imagine oh. you're just like <laughs> like you're trapped in a hotel room for the rest of your life just watching your parents fuck yeah, take that, that over over that's over freedom malcolm i mean what is it i don't think either like i think you get trapped in this scenario there is you, you don't you don't have a sense of freedom anymore. There is no freedom because you either got to watch every day or you got to participate once and you got to know that you did it. And you can take it to the grave potentially, but you still live with it. You, every time you look in the mirror, you go like, "I did that." 
I didn't have to stop. My it. grave will be pretty early if I do it. So I feel like the grave isn't far from the moment. I mean, concentrated shock therapy, some <laughs> avoiding some Thanksgivings. I think I might be on it. <laughs> you just do a shit ton of LSD to fry your brain. <laughs> no, it's got to be DMT at that point. You need something stronger than LSD. You know, you know, I'm not a. I, I don't know drugs. <laughs> you really uh, want to be the guy who took LSD after fucking his parents? <laughs> That's actually the worst. <laughs> uh, uh, that might help you internalize it better. Yeah, but I think that's kind of it. Where I'm like, yeah, I think I have to watch. Now I'm gonna bring this to Sasha, producer Sasha. You should answer. And this time, Barack Obama is not giving you a fucking pardon. Not you cannot be a fucking coward with this bullshit. It's an unpardonable offense that you must atone for. Okay. Well, yeah. So, insert so no other president, by the way, can pardon you either. No Biden, no Trump, and no Russian oligarchs, and no famous Indian peacekeepers, and no Chinese emperors, and no famous Japanese lords, and no Canadian prime ministers, no, no Mexican, Canadian prime ministers, no Can- uh, Mexican presidents, not the Thank Queen you. of England, not no no one from India, you know, no one from Japan. no world leader from any point in time ever can yeah. give you a pardon. Not even the Pope. Hello there, acclaimed author of The Man in the High Castle, Philip K. Dick here. Sasha has informed me that he's cashing in that IOU I gave him from that time he busted me out of jail in Antigua and wants to sub me in to answer this inane question. If I was put in this position, I would join in and fuck my parents. Why, you ask? For science, of course. Also, Robert, you shouldn't be so ashamed of your massive penis. I have quite the raptor tail in my trousers myself. Embrace it, brother. Uh, you know, who would you ask this question to? Do we all answer? Yeah, we would, we would just watch and grit our teeth and live in hell for the rest of our lives. Yes, because you, you gave me hell for that and then realized it was the most sensible answer. Yep. Well. Hell is always an option, people. A great option lately. Considering what you've seen in this economy, heaven? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> it's pricey. It's rich from my blood. A little rich from my blood. Exactly. All right. I think that uh, about does it for another exciting, yeah, we... thrilling, and erotic episode of Seinfuck. Uh, Remember, if you, you wanna... know, I'll find out. <laughs> we'll all find out, and we'll, and we'll make fun of you. We're your brothers in Vril now. Now that you've listened to this podcast, the coven's complete. We're bound by our vril. And if you spill your vril in, on the floor or down the drain, I'll sense it. And I'll, I'll shed a single tear. It'll be that one anti-littering ad, but it's Harper on the side of the highway. He's just crying. Watching cum fly out of a gutter, yeah. <laughs>